Hello, my name is Xavier Mercado, and this is Spearhead Conversations. Hello, my name is Xavier Mercado, and this is Spearhead Conversations. Today, I'm joined with Aaron Bieber. Aaron Bieber is a founder of Tall Tale and Creative Northern. This Milwaukee native has a passion for people and storytelling that has led to the award-winning documentary, A Billion Lives, and even the follow-up documentary, You Don't Know Nicotine. He is also a writer and director for the hit show, Show Me Milwaukee, which is currently streaming nationwide. He has been an inspiration to follow. As much as he's been a hard worker, he's a loving family man working alongside his family. I'm honored and I'm blessed he's here with me today. So with that being said, without further ado, here we go. How you doing, Aaron? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm glad we got to sit down. This is going to be fun. Yeah, man. Um, It's been a long time coming. In the months, we've been pretty busy. You with the show me with the podcast and we're finally here so yeah. how, how have you been keeping busy like yourself you know uh stoked to take some time out and just chill and chat it up yeah it's be good all right well let's uh let's jump into it yeah let's do it <laughs> where were you born uh i was born in milwaukee okay there you go so that's that's, the first that's true but i didn't grow up here you didn't grow up here no i only got to be here for about a year oh so i was a baby Wow. Yeah. And then got on a plane and flew somewhere? Uh, my dad's first uh, job was out in Montana. Holy so, yeah. Although, so I so uh, I was born while my dad was in graduate school, and uh, he had a, like an internship thing for a year. So I was in Milwaukee for a year, over by Detroit for a year, back here <laughs> yeah. for one year. And then when I was three, we got in a U-Haul and uh, drove all the way to Montana and uh Wild West, and that's yeah. that's 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 like some of my first memories is uh, leaving Milwaukee, which was you know kind of sad, but uh, I'm back. Well, you back? <laughs> I'm back for most of my life. I have lived in Milwaukee. Now I've lived here for over 20 years. So. Well, you, you're back, and you're making <clears throat> a footnote. Yeah, we're we're back. Um, end up uh, marrying a gal from Minnesota. She moved over here too, thankfully. Ooh. <laughs> she's. You, a, I mean, you know. <laughs> the question is, is she a Viking fan? No, no, but, she's a Packer fan. Think you're good. Uh, yeah, she. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, you don't want to have any. Yeah. You don't want to have any of that marital problems. You know, where yeah. you got that Packer Viking problem. So, yeah. yeah. So Montana, how do you feel to be mm-hmm. one of eight siblings? <sighs> well, being the oldest one, I don't know if I felt the effects of that as much. Yeah. And I'm kind of a, you know, a little bit of a loudmouth, so I usually got the attention. Unfortunately, you know, and I feel bad about some of that. You know, the oldest oldest kid. You know, I got seven younger siblings, and. uh yeah, I don't know. They they seem to have had more effects from the eight kids than me because I was, you know, oldest one and everything I did was the first time for the most part, you know. But if you can yeah. imagine, you know, being, uh, you know, the eighth one and it's like eighth yeah. graduation, eighth this, eighth that, you know, like I don't know yeah. how that feels. I don't know. So in some ways I'm, I'm lucky, but I'm aware of it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. How was the upbringing? Good. I mean, I, my uh, mom, so, yeah, my mom came from, uh, she grew up in West Bend area on a farm. Um, my dad grew up around here too. And, uh, yeah, they're still together and they were, they were good. Uh, eight kids. I don't think my, uh, dad was making that much money. So you got eight kids on a, uh, I don't know what, I don't even know. I didn't actually know that we were that poor. My mom did a really good job of, uh, you know, finding good deals on, uh, local cattle and whatever out in Montana, you know, yeah. <laughs> she's a Wisconsin, Wisconsin farm girl, you know, moving out to Montana. Uh, but yeah, lots of good stuff. Got to a pretty good variety of things growing up, uh, sports and, and different arts and things like that. Um, remember, I remember, um, making, uh, talk shows with a tape recorder, you know, hitting that record button and making yeah. talk shows with my cousins that were living over here and sending tapes back and forth to each other, like podcasts kind of, you know. There so, you yeah, it was a good, definitely good uh, growing up, a lot of moving. I was only in Montana for six years, then moved over to the Black Hills of South Dakota and uh, lived there for four years and then moved to the Twin Cities where I did high school. Mm-hmm. And uh, at one point, I think I did four schools in three years. Wow. So, <clears throat> yeah, because I started high school and, you know, was transitioning all these different things. So I, I would say good upbringing for sure, but I definitely got some uh, 
you know, got some character uh, built up, you know, from all, some of that craziness. You know, it changes you to have four schools in three years. I mean, and a lot of people know what that feeling is like for sure, but a lot of people don't. It's weird. Yeah. You know, you got to be like making relationships quick because, uh, yeah, you just got to. Otherwise, you're just sitting there by yourself. But I was a cowboy coming into a metropolitan suburban uh, I was suburban just about to ask, school. what was the vibe like for you in that, uh, that, that not, time of your life? Not good. Yeah. I mean, I've got like big belt buckles and I'm wearing like little string ties and I'm like, Hey everybody, you got the rings on the finger. No, (laughs) but I mean, it was different for sure. Uh, yeah, it was, it was different. Um, took a little bit of getting used to, and then, yeah, I think, you know, I, I, uh, yeah. Cause growing up essentially in the rural areas for a lot of my youth, um, living in Milwaukee and we do, we live right, right in the heart of the city. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of growing and changing, you know, adapting and, I think it's been good. Yeah. What type of hobbies were you into? Oh, I think I was into too many hobbies. Um, yeah, I was doing some work with like clay, clay uh, sculpture, um, doing sports for sure. I played uh, I played college football, which was partly what brought me back to Milwaukee. Actually, wow. I got, we got recruited. Yeah, in high school I was I was fast back then. He was, yeah. What, what, what did you play? Uh, I was a running back. So yeah, yeah. Oh boy, I, out here just. Heisman. Yeah, it was it was a little bit like that, and I got to I got to play a lot in uh, college as well, so it was good. Yeah, I played for uh, Wisconsin Lutheran College. Um, they had a new new program. Uh, the coach was had a NCAA D- Division One ring. Comes walking into the high school, he's like, "Hey, I want you to wow. come to Milwaukee," and I was like, "Oh, hadn't thought about that." Um, but yeah, I had a good time there. Um, my brother ended up following me going there too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the the Bieber uh, football football fam you know over there yeah. so it was good it was a good time who, oh, who did you idolize growing up Jeez, i don't know you know i i've given a lot of thought to this kind of stuff mm-hmm. you know over the years like mentors like idols mm-hmm. and that kind of thing i i think i still struggle with that in a lot of ways i don't know if i ever quite fully um developed any sort of specific like person or or you know, as far as like a, an idol, for sure. I think I just like too many different things. I never really got to that point where I just had this like guy I want to be like, you know, and, and that is reflected in my adult life because this is also my third career, like full out career. Yeah. I was in healthcare at one point. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I was in real estate at one point. Yeah. Boy, this was is, out here selling them houses. I was doing finance side of it, but uh, okay. yeah, um, this is the third type of industry that I've, that I've um, help develop a company inside of. Mm-hmm. So not just even worked in casually, like had companies and this is the third one. So I, I'm, I'm a little bit of a, you know, like a Peter Pan lost boy a little bit. Although for the last 11, 12 years, I've been doing this kind of stuff, storytelling. So, okay. and I always said when I retire, I want to just like make movies and TV shows. And then after the, you know, being a millennial graduating from college right before the big crash. I got into real estate right before the big crash in 2007. Oh, wow. Uh, then I went into healthcare because I thought this will be safe. You I know, graduated in 2007. Yeah. yeah no, for, <laughs> yep. Yep. So a couple of years later, yeah. but, um, you know, kind of just got sick of like the, you know, the game, like the corporate game, you know, like figuring yeah. out what's the best way to, you know, make a career and stuff like that. And just decided, you know what, let's just do, if, if you want to do this when you retire, cause that's what you love, um, then just do it. So, yeah, I got into that and this whole uh, sort of, I guess, storytelling um, mm-hmm. group kind of began. With, um, you know, with finding your passion um, and now you said you've been quite some time with this career. Yeah, this is the big one now. Do you consider your creative mind a superpower? I don't know. I think I think the, the team of people I work with is the superpower, really, because I don't know if any one person can function at a high enough level yeah. to, to make, to make an impact, uh, whether it's just even making enough money or enough attention. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know anymore. So I think that the team thing's a superpower and I think relationships and I'm not always good at it. You know, I'm still growing a lot in that trying to figure out a lot of that. But, um, I would say that kind of thing is a, su- is a superpower. I don't know if I have any superpowers. I think, uh, path just kind of worked out nicely. Yeah. Um, Married a, a genius, so that always helps. You um, you know, partnered with this uh, guy Jimmy Jake Shaw early, like ten years ago. He's a another brilliant genius in the storytelling world, and and he, each of 
our core team members just bring something so special to it that these things, when they come out, usually are pretty are pretty notable. And that 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 yeah. So I don't know. We're more like uh, more like the Avengers if you want to go there. Or uh, there we go. If you want to do a real throwback, <laughs> yeah. we got Captain Planet. You know. If we, oh. <laughs> hey, that if you want to go way back uh, with that our. That was pop, actually my favorite show. Yeah, I watched it. Uh, I watched it. Yeah, it's more like that. I would did say. Did you ever see the parody Don <clears throat> Cheadle did? No, I didn't see that one. Look, look it up. Okay. Okay. It's of Captain Planet, but that takes oh, me man. back, man. Yeah, um, that's some that's some OG stuff right there. So, there you go. You know, for all the young kids out there watching uh, or listening, yeah, you got to go check out Captain Planet. What led you to <laughs> finding your passion in film? <sighs> yeah, I don't, you know they say a lot of this stuff is born out of necessity. I think it was, um, you know, the economy stuff was getting crazy, and we'd been we had this. I would say pretty large uh, medical company that we had started um, and it was around people stuff, consulting and staffing and um, interim leadership. And, and it was going pretty well. Like we even had an annual cruise and like crazy stuff, I think uh, made this network. Uh, it was the dawn of social media. So we were yeah. using that to help connect hospitals with nurses and all this stuff. And it was going really well, but then um, slowly but surely the economy started people coming out of retirement and it was like, okay, less people are needing, you know, less holes to fill and things like that. And, uh, we had a really cool marketing group mm-hmm. as part of our company because, um, that's probably why I was having success. And then it was like, uh, you know what, maybe we should just take this and sort of spin it off. Uh, cause it was like probably the more notable thing that we were doing. And so, yeah, we just kind of got started in doing that, uh, Doing a lot of sort of early, early on commercial projects. Um, mm-hmm. One of the, one of the more interesting projects we did is like Applebee's had a, a new uh, menu launch uh, for their whole 2,000 restaurants, and they did a live thing right in our studio. Um, back in the day, before you know, we were using uh, Periscope and some yeah. of these other live apps, like way before you know, um, that kind of stuff. And then slowly it grew into. We said, you know what, we want to do meaningful work, yeah. you know, and it, as much as I, you know, and I don't, I don't like Applebee's food specifically, so <laughs> I'm not, you know, I, I'm thankful for that. And it was cool mm-hmm. for sure. Very notable. We, we got second place, second runner up shorty award for video of the year yeah. and like all kinds of crazy stuff. <clears throat> and that was cool and it helped move us forward. But our goal was to do bigger things. And so, yeah, we decided we we're going to try doing a feature film, um, and we chose to do documentary work because we just thought you can you can in some cases make a bigger impact, not as entertaining sometimes, sometimes more entertaining, but but certainly make an impact. So we do, we dove into doing that, and that was that a billion lives film, you yeah, know, and that kind of came from some of my healthcare background, plus storytelling. You created Tall Tale in 2010. What inspired that? So that was so Tall Tale is actually a, a newer rebrand of a company called Attention Era, and that was a originally from a blog post I wrote where I was saying like the social media stuff's cool, but I think, you know, we're leaving the information age Mm -hmm. and we're entering this new era called the attention era where attention is going to matter more than, um, you know, information, you know, it's like people got too much of that and you're going to have to really work hard on attention. And, and back then that sounded weird to people, but it slowly kind of became a thing. And then we decided to make a company for that, helping, um, remarkable people and brands and, and organizations, earn attention, you know, with good storytelling. So that that's kind of where that, that came from. And, and early on, we had these folks from, you know, from the, the medical side of it, more marketing type folks. And yeah, mm-hmm. we just kind of focused on on doing short brand films and, and little documentaries for schools and a lot of school stuff. Yeah, we did a lot with that. And uh, it was really cool to, you know, we've seen a lot of lot of people grow up all the way from when we i mean i remember we filmed some gal when she was like in third grade and then we were ended up filming her again when she was in high school at a different thing and we're like what the heck oh man (laughs) you know so that that's kind of where that that started yeah in this duration you've created uh an award-winning documentary a billion lives i want to i want to play this yeah little trailer my whole life i've been told that smoking is bad Smoking will kill you. Smokers deserve to die. I smoked for 40 years. 50 years. I'll go to my grave smoking. I pretty much thought that smoking was a thing of the past, part of history. 
I was wrong. Billion people dying from smoking-related diseases. 70% of current smokers want to quit. You try and you fail, you try and you fail. I was shocked when I found out that many people were using new ways to quit. It's one of the biggest public health breakthroughs we've ever had. E-cigarette. Un cigarrillo que utiliza electricidad. E-cigarette. Kind of a savior. Alternative to lighting up. And that day, I stopped. Those ways were being banned in more and more countries. Easier to buy a cigarette than to buy an e-cigarette. That makes no sense. Governments worldwide are the biggest shareholders in the revenue of cigarettes. Dangers of e-cigarettes. And the public health community is lying about those. Chemical. Dangerous. Poisonous. There's no evidence to back that up. It was a fraud. People are going to die. We don't know, but we don't know. Chocolate, the antifreeze, and other flavors. What's going on? Seized almost a thousand shipments. Raided my house. Nobody wants to talk about it. The public needs to know the truth about these products. And they need public health people telling the truth about the risks. At least 95% less risky than smoking. Nobody cares. It's irresponsible. Three black SUVs. Disruptive change. Illegal action. Promise. Don't let the bastards win. I'm going to quit. This is the battle for a billion lives. Yeah. Well. Yeah, heavy topic, huh? Yeah. How was that yeah. project? What 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 was behind this? Like, obviously, it says it in the trailer, but for you, there must have been some. Yeah, it was a, it was a you know, and a lot of people when we said we were doing this, people were like, okay, what the heck, you know? Because it, yeah, apparently we. Uh, like to do weird things but uh you know i when i was in the medical uh world um i was running uh one of the things i was doing during that was i was leading a long-term care facility like 200 200 people live there you know older folks or um people were coming out of uh, surgery and things like that and uh the the guy that i originally started as a consultant there but um the guy who was running it ended up getting lung cancer and I had to take over. And then, you know, we were kind of collaborating while he was kind of going through treatment and he just he ended up dying and it was, and, and he kept smoking the whole way through, you know, even though oh, he was yeah. dying from lung cancer. And, and I went on this big thing, all right, we're banning smoking everywhere. We are doing, we'll buy some gum for people. We'll, you know, do, you know, and I was, I mean, this is kind of weird, but I was about 25 at the time. So yeah. I don't know what, you know, people are like, how old are you? What are you doing? <laughs> you know, like, and that's true. It was, it was interesting. Um, but you know, that kind of stuck with me a little bit, you know, yeah. and I, I don't think I handled that super well, that situation with people, um, you know, with the, the way I handled, um, trying to help people quit smoking. And so when we were considering what should we do for a, a feature film, a documentary, this topic kind of came up cause I was being a little bit of a, a little bit of a douchebag when people were talking about this, these vapor devices. Yeah. Um, and you know, okay, well, it's like a hipster way to smoke or, you know, like I, the, smart aleck comments and things like that and you know because i didn't want people to die from smoking you know because yeah. i had seen it and it affected me and i knew um you know that was a, an issue but then when i realized i was like you know I, I started to you know there's more doing a little bit of research saying okay when i found out a billion people were projected to die this century from smoking i was like oh well you don't see a lot of documentaries about that you see a lot about food you see a lot about yeah. politics you see a lot about but this will be a weird one you know hey it might stick out it's our first uh first feature film uh, let's dive into this and, you know, learned a lot. Um, and it was, yeah, it kind of humbled a lot because I didn't know a lot about what I was talking about originally. And then when we started talking to, you know, some, some of these, uh, I mean, like the former, ex uh, executive director of the world health organization, the former executive director of the world medical association, like yeah. all these, I mean, these are, I generally try to find the real experts, the best experts. Yeah. And, um, well, that's we your did. proof. Yeah, the guy, you know, I mean, like legitimate, some pioneers and all kinds of stuff were in that film. And and it did pretty well. Yeah, we um, it was in theaters in seven different countries. Mm -hmm. It was winning awards. Um, great community built up around that. Tons of people who had quit smoking, but um, felt like the way that they had been treated wasn't good. You know, and it, it was a lot more than just about it wasn't about quit smoking because everybody knows that that yeah. wasn't what it was about. It was mainly about. Um, why aren't people quitting? Um, there's a lot of good reasons for that. And, and why is there, you know, a lot, it was mainly a corruption film in a lot of yeah. ways, which is, you know, which is kind of crazy to get involved with on your first film, you know, dealing with uh, trillion dollar industries, you know, yeah. like you starting to, so yeah, it felt kind of risky, kind of exciting, kind of crazy, met a lot of 
really carrying people all over the world. And, mm -hmm. you know, um, we ended up following that film up uh, three years later with an, another film, You Don't Know Nicotine, because... I was about to... That's, yeah, sorry. I was going to get into that. Yeah. But no, yeah, because how adamant you've been and just in talking about the first film, you did follow up with You yeah, Know we, Nicotine. Yeah, You Don't Know Nicotine. That was the name of that film. Uh, and yeah, we, fill, we, we followed that one up, uh, did a big Kickstarter for it. And uh, yeah, it was, it was quite the adventure. Yeah. For those that don't know what this movie is about, this is the follow up. People just kept on using it as kind of a substitute. And no one knew the consequences. Teens are already dealing with so much. Panic has ensued. As of today, we're declaring a war on Viking. He lost his captainship and was suspended. As we began this project, a massive wave of nicotine headlines swept across many parts of the world. The headlines were alarming. This is an epidemic. Total crisis. They don't know what to do. So we went on the hunt for truth. Smoking cigarettes is on the rise worldwide. The main reason is nicotine. We had this unsettling feeling that there was something deeper here. People generally know the dangers of smoking, but we wanted to know the dangers of nicotine itself. And why do so many people want to use it? Let's start at the beginning. Nicotine is a, is a long story. But what's going on in the brain? It's only in about the past, you know, 10 or 15 years, we're finally getting a more clear picture. New campaigns were launching in the U.S. to respond to the growing use of nicotine by young people. We wanted to learn about this new crisis from the people on the front lines. Social media was full of nasty arguments and half-truths, both for and against nicotine. This is more emotional than scientific. Prosecute them criminally. Nicotine, I'd better move fast. What do you know about nicotine? I know it's not very good for your health. It, it ruins you. It's in cigarettes and it's not healthy. It's like you get your life back. A nicotinic system. Nicotine. 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 Nicotine is a game changer. At first, we were angry. Then we were sad. The truth became unbelievable. Man. It's yeah, deep. It's, pain, it's painful to, yeah, it is interesting to listen to that. That's very authentic feelings um, in that. But yeah, that, yeah, that was a follow up because I realized like we didn't quite, uh, we didn't quite cover enough in the first film. Yeah. Uh, it was a, a bit more one sided than I would have liked. A lot of people, it was our first time and a lot of people just said no, they didn't want to do any interviews about the topic and we we're like confused by that. And that's part of what alarmed us was like, well, why? why don't all these people want to talk about this? You know, like anti-smoking people didn't want to talk to us about a movie about a billion people dying early from smoking. And so, yeah, this one, we, we ended up uh, a little bit, a little bit softer, a little bit more balanced, a little bit more um, shocking actually, as weird as that sounds. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of interesting reasons why people do use nicotine and, and a lot of, I mean, they're, the University of Wisconsin, even for instance, is is in the middle of a study. Um, I mean, I guess they don't know the results 100%, but um, they had a study showing um, nicotine helps reduce um, like pre-Alzheimer's stuff. Wow. Yeah, so they're using patches for that. So well, I, I yeah. came I came from an era where you know it was fine to smoke in house, uh, fine to smoke while you drive with the. The windows. <laughs> they got the cigarette lighters you right know? in the car for you. Um, <laughs> yep. And through that, you know, you, through time, you get older and you start learning what truly harms you, your body. And, you know, that's one of those topics that. It's a tough one. And it turns out it's the smoke itself. That's what, yeah, that's what harms you. Secondhand. Yeah. I can, or any, or, any yeah, smoke any, in yeah. general. I mean, and, and even people who used to cook over just open fires all the time would, would get lung cancer too and that kind of stuff but smoke itself is the problem you know but that's a yeah. you know that's too complicated to say mm -hmm. for some people apparently so they kind of turned it into the this nicotine thing which is a plant extract you know and we found a lot of very interesting things in there and um and why people use nicotine i've had a new um new appreciation for people who use nicotine i would just urge that they try to switch from yeah. from cigarettes because those are deadly that's a fact you know yeah. there's uh 
I'm not for everyone, obviously. There's plenty of 90-year-olds who smoke their whole life, but that's, you know, in general, it's not something that's real safe. Um, but nicotine itself was, yeah, it's fascinating. Well, I, I stopped drinking uh, over a year ago, and um, I was what you'd call a sociable smoker. Hmm. Yeah. You know, you drink, and it's kind of a habit. You You want one. And when you're out, you're having fun, you ain't thinking about it. But since I've quit drinking, that has gone away. And Yeah, and that makes sense to yeah. me because uh, nicotine uh, is, is sort of like this natural like uh, focus thing. Yeah. So when you're drinking, you're losing focus, and a lot of people wanted to get it back. So yeah. cigarettes, you know, and again, not promoting cigarettes. That's yeah. definitely not a, a good thing. Well, I, but it, that would make sense why you'd want, yeah. you'd want nicotine less mm-hmm. because you weren't. Uh, it's essentially nicotine seems to show up wherever people are um, under duress. I'll tell you the you can tell the difference from when coming out yeah. of it. It's it's well, way, congratulations. That's yeah. a big that's a big yeah. life thing to you know yeah. be more be more healthy and it inspired me to uh, 2019 making this movie inspired me to make a lot of changes in my own life too. Yeah, I think I uh, about 60 pounds lighter than I was back then. Yeah, yeah. as weird as that sounds. Yeah. Well, it, it, it it's it's an inspiration those those projects you put together and really gives information for the people to realize what you're basically consuming into your body it's, you should should know what you're doing that you should heed <laughs> yeah take and heed. every and people should ever I, I would think like the message of that second one was even more so like be careful what you tell people yeah. because you can actually um, do more harm than good if you don't know what you're talking about and so the movie um really tries to establish like what is the deal with nicotine yeah. and and help people be a little bit more thoughtful about the way they talk about it about that and you know so much shaming goes on it's yeah. um, really a anti-shaming movie it's an anti anti-anti-science movie it's mm-hmm. a anti-propaganda movie you know it's it's a lot more than just about nicotine but it's, it's just knowledge dropping that knowledge base for people to understand and there's trying, nothing wrong yeah. with that you know yeah Yeah, and it's not for everybody. Not everybody gives a rip about it, but, you know, there's a lot of people who are affected by it, and I think we wanted to just help help people have a clearer, um, better conversation about it. Well, thank you for caring. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Sometimes I I think it's, yeah, it's like an Achilles heel. It gets my heart, you know. Mm, It's all good. Well, um, with these projects, um, this isn't the only place where your success takes you. You actually, right now... uh, a show that's currently airing is Show Me Milwaukee. Yeah, very stoked. Let me play it. What's going on, Milwaukee? I'm Greg Adams. As a primetime radio DJ, DJTA. I want to use my voice to shine a light on people, places, and vibes that make Milwaukee so special. What? You know, this place. is a whole science thing. A few of our notable neighbors are joining me as my guide. Onward, Captain. Uh, we racing. Doing good. Gotta love Milwaukee. It's time for them. You ready? To show me Milwaukee. Stream for free only on Very Local. Man. Hey, can I mean, Milwaukee. Talk, yeah. Can you talk about the goosebumps like yeah. I got when I first seen that that trailer? I think I watched it like 200 times. You know, and our yeah. team was uh, making this trailer and partly it had to come out before all the shows were ready. So there's a lot of hustle, a huge team effort to try to get this all put together quickly before you know it's time to promote it while the episodes are still being edited and um, yeah I think I watched it like a hundred times I'm like yeah I've always tried to include Milwaukee you'll see shots of Milwaukee in a lot of our work um, even international work we just got we got to uh, shout out the hometown yeah uh, but you know making a thing I mean that in 2020 we said we want to start focusing on you know we want to try to help out around here you know we've had enough experience yeah. we've learned a lot we've met a lot of people we have good connections like how can we help how can we help make milwaukee even better you know we thought milwaukee was great it's always been a wonderful base of operations creatively tons of inspiration around here tons of amazing chefs and artists and everywhere you look there's really um, but it, it did seem like it was missing something and i think it was like self-esteem really it seemed yeah. like milwaukee is is the biggest flaw of milwaukee is that it doesn't um respect itself yeah i think that's a, a major flaw and um thankfully it can be fixed mm-hmm. uh but people gotta start telling each other stories they gotta start caring they gotta know each other no neighbor you know 2020 was a big wake-up call for a lot of cities so thankfully we'd had some wake-up calls for the last 30 years on how we weren't necessarily doing things the right way and so we got through that but yet nevertheless there was a lot more work to be done and so this this uh this network called us. They want us to make a show. Um, they said we could make it about Milwaukee, and we're like, "Well, that 
is exactly, you know, this Creative Northern thing we just started, you know, we wanted to bring high quality productions here to the city, not just mm-hmm. do all this international stuff, but um, get things on here. And so this show just presented itself and we uh, collaborated with Greg Adams, who's the host of that. Yeah. And uh, uh, it's been great. It's well, been special. Like I said, like, well, me being a content creator in the area and, you know, the the message you're trying to get across kind of co-aligns with mine if not yeah. you know and oh, yeah. it's um it's shedding a light to how great our city is i love our city i love summer times so- spring fall i don't a lot of people say they can move to other places where it's heat all year round or or you know even you got even got those people that prefer the cold but i don't think i can ever move from here and stay away no, I can visit. The season uh, you know, when it's like negative forty wind chill, yeah, I can go to Florida for a week. That's fine. I, I could survive that. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I yeah, I'm yeah. the type that sleeps with a fan on in the window open. I can't do that no more because I got a two year old. So Arlo, I just need you to know, Daddy has made a lot of sacrifices for you. <laughs> Daddy is boiling right now for you. Yeah. yeah. Well, I I'm I was yeah generally a warmer guy too, and I I like. I like the north. I, I like the winter. I don't like how I feel sometimes during the winter, but I like what the winter does to us. Yeah. You know, like that's uh you got to earn you earn the summer and fall. And springs, I don't know where. Sometimes we don't have spring. It just goes right into yeah, summer. Just Which I'm not even mad about that. We'll just yeah. have summer early or whatever, you know, but I mean, definitely having that variety that that's made this city um with more character, I think, you know, the yeah. city that has to go through that together, essentially it should be a bonding experience. And it is oftentimes, and you see neighbors helping neighbors dig out and do this. Uh, it's a survival thing in some ways, you know, like we're surviving winter together. Cause yeah. it's not, you know, not natural to live in negative 40 degrees outside. And, you know, people are working together and, you know, it kind of gives us a little bit of hardier character, a little bit more, you know, a little bit more care. I think that's why the North yeah. is a little bit different than other places. So. Speaking about that, you know, with your hands being tied in all these projects, um, was it, was it 2021? That 2020, you, yeah. 2020. 2020, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, the bad year. That uh, was the year we you, said, hey, let's go. Like, you created the uh, Creative Northern. Yeah, we, we launched this thing called Creative Northern. Yeah, yeah let's hear it. In the north... We are no strangers to winter. Those that came before us, they learned to tell powerful stories during those times. It's in our blood. We are born to see through the tough times. To give our neighbors a hand. And to find unique, creative ways to get things done. Unique, creative ways to tell our stories. Winter changes you. It shapes you. No matter where in the world our work has taken us, Those lessons come with us. And they have always brought us back home. To bring their stories to the world, some thought they had to leave. To move to the coasts. But creatives like us, we decided to stay. And we know we are not alone. We know that the same fire in which we forged our creativity is burning all around our city. Around our region. Creatives who see the world differently. Who hear the world differently. Who feel differently. They are here. And we believe that now is the time to gather. The time to come together. The time to say that people are a priority. The time to create inspirational work sustainably. Equitably. It's time for the world to recognize this region for what it truly is. The Creative North. The Creative North. The Creative North. The Creative North. We each have our own unique perspective. And that perspective is the lens. Our lens. Your lens. With which we all try to make sense of the world. The beauty. The pain. And everything between. Inspired by those who came before, we are choosing to journey into the unknown to tell those stories. And we want you to join us. Now is the time. Now is the time. Now is the time to create new legends of the North. I just want to say, being a content creator, everything that video, you know, there's times where I don't feel 
what I'm doing is making much of an impact. But to see a like that, that what you did with that, that is the type of thing that gives me the motivation to say, no, you keep your head up and you push through. Um, that inspired me so much when you sent that to me, you know, um, and I did get, well, that was part yeah. of the point, you know, we it, to, I did get emotional over it because it's like, I, you, man, it's just, it's so powerful. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah. And I, like I was saying with that self-esteem thing, like it is, it is a community problem and, and the only way to fix it really is, is connect us and, um, uplift, you know, and people got to do that. And yeah, everyone doing all their really amazing stuff, which this city is full of. And I, Compared to other cities, I think per capita we have more cool stuff going on than a lot of cities. I, I know most people won't believe that, but I have definitely seen a lot of creative communities around the world, and yeah. this is one of the best. But they don't know it. They don't. They feel alone. They don't feel supported. A lot of people in the community don't know how to support creative projects. Yeah, they don't know. They're they're too busy watching Netflix or you know eating at, at Applebee's. Yeah, <laughs> or something like that. Like. And, 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 of course, there's tons of good people, too, who are definitely caring about that. But by and large, you know, a city um, needs to needs to care about the work being done in the city, and they have to support it. And I think there is a lot of that, but there's a lot more work to be done on that. Yeah. And so we wanted to, you know, Creative Northern was a way to help rally the different, you know, we were, have been doing a lot with music production, a lot with film production, a lot with yeah. video production, photography, graphics, art. A lot of those things were being done, and we just kind of try to put them together, mm -hmm. create a little bit of a network um, of people yeah. that they could feel more connected. And, um, yeah, the, the work is ongoing. Like you said, it's hard. Hard to bring people together. A lot of people. I will answer the call. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. No doubt. And it's, it's awesome that we're sitting here in the studio. You know. Yeah. And, and and essentially, and the Tall Tale and Creative Northern Studio yeah. and uh, doing this because this I is love the it. heart of it. This it, is the heart yeah. of. I mean, the meeting and the togetherness, as well mm -hmm. as you know that show, Me Milwaukee show. Like that. That was great because you know you got to do this sort of super extended you know long form I mean, it's four hours so far of stuff just about yeah. milwaukee and they were running billboards the network's running billboards all over the city 30 some billboards and yeah running ads that's people. hard on the highway yeah people i mean like so well that's, that's what caught that's my nice. attention you know it was that show me milwaukee and that that's when i was like yes like how can i not you know i'm i'm doing this podcast based on milwaukee how am i not going to reach out to someone who's really you know doing their you, you, their best to to bring light to the city Trying, and it was like know. yes <laughs> yeah and that was so fun when you reached out and i i, I you know because i'm always encouraged when people um try to help other people yeah. you know and that's a hard thing to do uh, i'm convinced our city won't fully heal or won't fully get to where it can be until people start um more i guess i always gotta be careful because there's always great people mm. but you know until more people decide they would rather take the risk of potentially giving more than they get mm -hmm. that's risky to some people but you have to like take the risk yeah so that the tide is rising for all the boats but everybody's got to pour their water out first i will tell you this i do look up to you i i am inspired by the work that you do and i you know i'm I feel honored that you, you know what I mean? We, I feel honored. Heck, man, create, you inspire me. Yeah, we've been creating this relationship over the past couple months. and Hey, and you helped with Show yeah. Me Milwaukee. I've been lining yeah. up some of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, um, man. Episode six, man. Yeah. Man, um, Sa Sabor Tropical. Yeah, you know? without you, yeah. it would go into brunch there. I mean, that and like uh, and making that connection with Hector, like that food too. It was awesome. I loved great. the episode, by the way. Yeah, I, was like, I mean, hey. we wouldn't have been able to put that all together. You help connect, yeah. you help connect the dots. And hey. so... When more people are doing that, but that's a sacrifice. Yeah, it's, it's, a it's sacrifice about the team. Time. Right, like you say, you, you the Avengers. I mean, Just, you know, like the way you said that in the beginning of the interview. It's it's like that. You, I my uh, what I'm I'm trying to do here is is what you're trying to do. Inspire everyone to come together and just, you know, the I always say this: the Milwaukee Bucks was the first time the nation got to see us really come together. Yeah, all those people down at the Deer District just loving each other and in living in that moment and cherishing, just being that we were a part of history, and just a time to be alive. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It was a good. It was a good time, and I know 
Jenny and I were right there in the middle of that crowd. It was yeah, I, I, I went to game three. My wife su- surprised me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. There you go. But oh, um, it was awesome. Yeah, and that was, and we can have many more of those moments. And I, I know there's been many versions of that. I know, um, like, in, in, and that's why I want to make sure I recognize, like, all the good things that do happen, too, because I don't want to be, you know, always making it sound like nobody cares. I yeah. don't think that's true. I just think we need more people to, and a lot of them do care. They just don't know what to do with their yeah. care. You know, like yeah. they just, oh, give a, a thumb up or something, or they, you know, and there's a little more action will make a huge impact on on people. And uh, I know when we had our first movie premiere here at the Pabst Theater, we sold that thing out and people were going crazy. It was so much fun, but people were celebrating, you know, film in Milwaukee. It was like one of the largest most attended movie premieres in the whole world that year. Yeah. yeah. Man. <laughs> so, I mean, that was Milwaukee, yeah. you know, now granted not as big, but if we just keep, you know, and tons of people doing great things, you know, um, I know it was fun having um, Adam Pollock, Chef Adam. Yeah, from, that was uh, an awesome episode. In our first episode. And, you know, I always respected that, you know, and he said, where'd you learn to cook like that? And he just <laughs> said Milwaukee. <laughs> or who taught you to cook like that or something? And he just says, Milwaukee. Yeah. He's like crying. And I mean, that... There's tons of great people around here. We just need to know each other, and we need to we need to find each other. Because I I did try other things. Where I tried to help um, help lift up people who didn't want to do the work. Yeah, that's a problem I've run into over the years at times, and myself even sometimes I gotta lift myself up when I don't want to do the work. But but that's been an issue. But there's tons of great people who are doing it that are intrinsically motivated, who just want to do the work. But I think. Um, in their fear of being taken advantage of or something like that. A lot of people are doing a lot of independent projects Mm -hmm. and we need to find ways to collaborate more. People need to bring, you know, collaborate. Just drop that wall. Drop the wall. And I know I've been accused of that rightly so. And I've taken, I took the ownership of that, you know, 2017, 18, 19, we were trying to explore how do we help uh, make more connections because we got all these movie cameras and all this stuff. We got studios um, and people were telling me, friends that I was starting to make, they're like, yeah, well, when people see what you're doing, they feel like they're not welcome. Mm-hmm. Like, and I own that, you know, because they're like, you're always off doing things, but you're never like. Well, that's growth. I mean. The, it, so that's why 2020, yeah. that's why Creative Northern, we're like, all right, we got to, we have to take action, even though this would be the weirdest time in the history of the world, practically, to try yeah. to start a new thing like this. Mm-hmm. Shutting down concerts, movie premieres are getting canceled like crazy. We're like, let's go. Let's give it all we got. You know, but more people are doing that too. Yeah. Well, like I said, um, it's inspiring, and I definitely believe in everything you're doing. So, if there's one thing I can say, you've stepped in the right direction, and you know, hopefully, we together can, you know, build something special for the city of Milwaukee. Because I, I do, I will tell you this: I, in the future of even beyond this interview, I like to collaborate and make. Yeah, we're gonna be. Work. Co- oh, yeah. this is wonderful! Like, yeah, we're, some yeah. of your guests are gonna have to end up on the show, yeah. and some of the people on our show definitely should yeah. come and do a podcast with you. Hey, man, I'd appreciate it. I'm down for that, yeah. man. Anything to get Milwaukee out. Yeah, yeah. But um, in this line of work, you travel a lot. Yeah, and, and yeah, one, a lot of traveling. <laughs> one much. Th- one thing you are, you're a family man. I, I try to be. I, I mean, as yeah. much as anyone can, I guess. It's hard. So tell the world about your recovery fort you built for your oh, geez, children. How you heard about that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it was uh, when we were making the first film, A Billion Lives, um, mm-hmm. my kids had to have their tonsils and their adenoids or whatever it was out. Yeah. And uh, they had surgery together, you know, and then they had to recover at home for a while. It's pretty, you know, pretty painful weird thing oh yeah for sure my my sister yeah Yeah. and uh i had to go i had to go to an interview somewhere i don't even know where far away um but the night before yeah we had a lot of uh boxes from some of the gear that we had ordered for the film you know and uh i stacked i made like 20 foot high wall i like one of the one of the (laughs) i I gotta describe this though it sounded too crazy i saw the picture by the way oh you saw the picture yeah put a (laughs) built a a house inside of the house in the living room and made their own little, like, their own house so they could, you know, with chairs and recovery. And, and Jenny, my uh, wife and partner, she was uh, she was kind of, like, helping take care of that house. And they yeah. were all, like, D- I don't know, just give them a little something to excite, you know, a little bit of a stoke, you know, when yeah. you're kind of feeling down. You got Well, all this, this could have been one of your careers of building forts. I just want to say, <clears throat> add at that, it was pretty... Well, originally <laughs> I was gonna do. Originally I was gonna be in architecture. I wanted to be in some sort of creative business. So architecture was I was gonna. So I had to try every once in a while. I tried to be an architect. Still, yeah, <laughs> that was one of my. That was one of my. Uh, yeah, my attempts. Well, man, um, 
I don't know what part of the world you have to go to, but you also uh, rodeo with sheep. Oh, geez. Oh, man. <laughs> I was just talking about this during, during uh, Christmas with the fam. Yeah, well, that was in Montana. Um, my mom, I guess. Uh, Good old Montana. I We were at, visiting somebody who had a little ranch, and my mom was talking to the gal inside. My dad was outside, and I think one of the other, the guy who owned the sheep, I think. And my sister and I, yeah, they decided to let it, like, you can ride the sheep. And I was like, we can ride the sheep, you know? Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'll do it. So we had a little, because uh, you just hold on to their fur, and they buck. Yeah. Like, it's like, and I was, ki- you know, a young kid. So yeah. here I am, like, riding, riding the sheep, you know, like uh, like a rodeo guy. So, yeah, lots of interesting experiences. Yeah, that was just in Montana, though, not too not too far, although some of our travels have taken us quite, quite far. Yeah, one time I, I flew, like, I don't know, 50 hours and three days or something dumb like that, which oh I don't even know if that's possible. Yeah. The face, my Jet face was lag. melting. Like Jet it was weird. Lag. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Some weird stuff. Yeah. I was like Chicago to San Francisco to Singapore to New York to Chicago or something yeah. crazy like that. And oh man, my body was breaking. Yeah. It's the not, last one. What type of insects have you eaten? Insects. In oh, there you go. Now, <laughs> now we're getting good. Uh, well, uh, certainly in South Africa, like one of the signature, signature dishes in the, I think, Johannesburg region, and it might be the whole country. I don't want to overassume, but they have uh, like sort of caterpillars, yeah, and they uh, fry them up and put them in some sauce. And did yeah, it we taste good? Those. I didn't think it tasted bad. Uh, it's it's a texture thing for sure because you got like you're crunching down. And you you know like there's a thousand legs on each of these things, and they're just kind of like in your mouth. You know, legs are mm-hmm. all over in your mouth. And uh, I did. You know, I wasn't. You say I'm a family man. I don't know if I'm always a good one though, because I was live streaming this. My kids were eating it. Everyone's eating it, and um, yeah, I had seconds. Uh, I think Frederick had seconds. I think the rest were were smarter. They just decided, you know, I don't need more legs in my mouth. And yeah, uh, but yeah, I think I don't know. A lot of little insight. I enjoyed. I mean, that the traveling thing that's been really important for me to um, kind of understand more of this concept of like humans are humans. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, and I guess everyone kind of would say that, like, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. But then when you, you see so many different cultures all over the world from, like, the mountains in Peru to Armenia to uh, India and all these, I mean, all over, the, I think 50-some countries we were filming in, and you see that people, for the most part, want the same things. They care about the same things. They don't always eat the same things, and that's fine. But, you know, they're, you know yeah. it's been, like, life-changing in a lot of ways to understand that and even see that in Milwaukee too. You know, we have a we it's don't a have culture. the most right it's cultural culture, cultural yeah yeah and understanding and even like being eager to learn about other people's cultures versus afraid of it mm-hmm. because somehow it might be I don't know you know and there's a lot of interesting things that happen with humans but it's been you just have to be open minded and yeah. and just dare to step forward and yeah try things out you know yeah. and and be eager to try and and yeah I don't yeah do you, it's do you, you know. like traveling uh. I, I don't know. That's the real I mean, question. I I got bur- a little burned out on it, and I know that sounds yeah. crazy, uh, and I'm I'm super thankful for all of those opportunities. So it's not meant to do that, but the traveling is hard, you know. And thankfully, I work with work with uh, my wife, and my my kids have been interning for a long time, and um, you know, it was a great joy to make a lot of this stuff was in a lot of ways with them, but not always, you know. And yeah. that stuff's hard because I think. The relationships should be number one thing. They're the most valuable thing in my life. Yeah. And I don't know if I always was able to take care of them as much as I could because I was gone, you know, and even local relationships. Yeah. Like a lot of people thought I left. Well, that that brings me to my next question. You know, you're 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 married and you're a father of two. Yep. So what do, and you've kind of answered a little bit. But what what, do, what does it mean to you to be that? <sighs> Well, I think it's an opportunity, I think, you know, in some ways, you know, people always want everything to be better. But, you know, when you have a family, you get a chance to impact somebody really closely, you know, and so um, and be supported, too. I don't I think for me, it means I'm not alone ever, Mm -hmm. which is nice. Um, Super blessed in that way. I know that's not always the same for everyone. They don't always feel that way. But um, I, I do feel that way. I think it gives me hope for the future in a lot of ways. Kids can offer that because. You know, you get a chance to tell them, oh, you screwed up. You know, I've, yeah. I've made a lot of dumb mistakes in my life, you know, and you try to hopefully help help um, help improve the world in that way, too. Generations matter. The next generation is going to shape this world. And yeah. I get to at least impact two two people. You know, I, I have four. And my oldest, um, 
she's we bump heads, but it's it's she's thirteen, so she's at that age of like, forget me, you don't matter, and um, you know we bump heads because it's like I've I've been exposed to so much, I've seen the highs, I've seen the lows, I know what it feels like to be homeless, I know what it feels like to, you know, have something, you know, um, but trying to get that across to a 13 year old isn't I, I guess what she's teaching me is patience and yeah and just yeah patience because it's it's tough it's, it, it's, it's a hard real tough it's a hard time and i the more you know with these films studying brains and and just human development from all the way back in college you know it's it's a tough age i i think like that i think these early teenagers are hard so it's yeah. like i i hope for more research about it i hope for more people to understand like what's going on inside of themselves you know because yeah. it's miserable when you're miserable you're miserable and then yeah, yeah it teaches their dad's patience when they're miserable yeah. <laughs> well it stems off of you saying like this is our next generation and these are the who's going to carry on you know your legacy you know that like that that really what it goes to like Father, yeah, it's hard. Yeah, fatherhood is hard. hard but I, I will say, um, even with my wife, even the way you cherish yours, you've said it throughout the interview. And that's the one thing I love about you. Like, throughout getting to know you, I can tell the relationship you have with your family is is great and it's awesome and i, well, it's I great understand most of the time yeah, yeah behind yeah, I, the I scenes screw things up a lot too yeah. i got a little i get i get a little too excited sometimes yeah. about things and sometimes a negative way but that know, goes so. with my family too we have our highs we have our lows but at the end of the day we love each other like you know right now i'm thinking about like just being next to my wife being in the living room watching a movie or one of our shows but you know you gotta love that dude throughout doing the work you do you still got family yeah, companionship. That's a yeah. big uh, life changer. So. so um how has Milwaukee attributed to your success? <clears throat> well, it helped I think it helped me grow up. You yeah. know, I, I I didn't have any roots really growing up, you yeah. know. Um and and uh, moved here for college and then uh, you know, a couple of years later married Jenny, we moved in. We've been living in the same house for I think almost 18 years now. Uh, near 20th and Vliet. Well, so, bl bless you for that. Yeah. I mean, it's a home is home. And and we've, you know, right on the edge of the downtown type stuff and the more of the center of the city. Um, we've met a lot of people. We've learned things that we never would have learned um, about ourselves, about each other, about what are opened our eyes a lot. Milwaukee um, has opened my eyes of what's possible, mm -hmm. you know, what's broken. I mean, a lot of things, the good and the bad. And I'm very thankful for that because, you know, sometimes cities are, are a little bit more focused on, you know, just faking it until you make it. If anything, this city's faking that it's not great, <laughs> yeah. you know, which is which is funny, I guess, in some ways. But, you know, definitely, uh, yeah. And, and this is a place people can live. Yeah, you know, like sure. you can live, you can afford to live here, you can afford to be, um, try new things here. You know, you don't have to wait six months to get a table at some interesting restaurant mm -hmm. you know you can yeah and there's, there's so much to do this yeah. is unbelievable i mean this yeah. is i and people think i'm just bsing or something for some reason not at no, all no 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 i have been to almost every major city in the world and Man. some are more fancy in some ways some are more rich some are more whatever but there's very few cities that have this kind of heart culture character and mm -hmm. creative creative um talent yeah but creative comes from creative talent comes from hardship yeah, you know, and so the that. city is has given me plenty of hardship. I know um, it hasn't always been easy. Some of the things I was talking about earlier. I mean, yeah, I mean, we've had our power shut off. We've had, yeah. we've done all kind. I mean, we've been right there with everyone. And sometimes I, you know, still feel like that. Almost, I, I, you know? I feel like Milwaukee. One thing it's taught me is just to be appreciate what you have because yeah. at any given time that can be taken away. Yeah, um, and we grow. I've, I've said that previous times but it's growth and you know i gotta love milwaukee for it because if i i didn't grow up in milwaukee i i you know i wouldn't be the the person i am now right well and person that's who you right are. yeah well and that's something and that's why we gotta you know people should show at least a minimal level of respect to their home yeah. city because it is what they are if they don't like themselves that's understandable why they might not like their this city is but one of the only cities that you can hey neighbor <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> walk I, up to someone. You go to New York, man, and you look at someone uh, the wrong way. They're gonna. It's uh, right. it's, it's, it's different. Also, or like in Moscow, where if you smile at somebody, that they like think you're like, <laughs> you know, it's it. I've seen. I mean, a lot of yeah. cultures out there, but Milwaukee is very warm. It's uh, it's definitely not a small city. It's it's. I mean, one of the big. I mean, it's bigger than a lot of the bigger cities people think about in Europe. Like people don't yeah. realize how big Milwaukee actually is, but it's still small enough where you run into people yep. that you know sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing. It reminds you that you're not alone in a big sea, yeah. you know, but it's big enough that you can swim around if you need on your own. But, yeah, it's definitely definitely changed me in so many ways. Through your um, creative ventures, has your original team stayed intact? Well, uh, mo- I would say, I mean, it's, it's tricky because the creative world has got a lot of different elements mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, uh, certainly um, – Jenny and I are still together, thankfully. Uh, Jimmy Jake Shaw, who's like cinematographer and um, sort of like a post-production master, you know, with coloring and visual effects and all that kind yeah. of stuff. He, we're all still together, you know. And then we go through times where we scale up into bigger, bigger things. Um, but yeah, a lot of the people, many years of yeah, music, musicians and things still connected with a lot of those guys. Um, yeah, I'd say a lot of it's together. I'd say a lot changed in 2020, though. You know, a lot of yeah. people just kind of broke, you know, and some people, you know, moved and things. Not as much on our team, but, you know, you definitely saw a lot of things hurting. So, but our core team, yeah, still together, still making films, still making yeah. TV shows now. Yeah. So we've been, we've had quite the conversation. Yeah, it's been been good. But <laughs> your overall work, what what does that mean to you? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. And why is it so important to you? I think, I mean, I guess first of all, like work is just a great thing because it gives you, um, you know, it gives you income. So that's always nice. And I'm thankful for that. And generally it has, (laughs) you know, sometimes I feel like I'm not making income because I'm doing some weird stuff or whatever. But by and large, yeah, that's that's the basic answer. But I think deep down um, what I've learned is if I'm not, if I don't think it's going to make an impact I don't usually find that I do as good at something or or um, keep doing it. So mm-hmm. I think for me, it's it's given me an outlet for things I care about. You know, mm-hmm. storytelling. I mean, of course, there's huge amounts of power in the editing suite. You know, there's huge amounts of power when you're directing or writing things because you get to pick and choose what things get seen. Yeah. Um, and I, taking that super seriously, taking that to heart and trying to find um, a variety of voices and characters and, and, and highlighting the things that are missing, I, it gives me a chance to hopefully make some impact, you know, to some degree. And of course, the, you know, you never know until, you know, many years down the road what kind of impacts you're making. But I think that's what the work means for me, that, that I can show care and, and respect um, yeah. in the, the best way that I can. Yeah. You know? Man, uh, you know, like that, I, I, I don't, I, I'm not at the spot where I'm making money yet. And that's not really the purpose of why I'm doing this. But, you know, a goal of mine is through the work that I'm doing, I hope that one day I can step away from a nine to five and actually pursue this to try and make an impact. Yeah. You know? And and I think you're doing it the smart way, honestly. Like yeah. way too many people in, in my yeah. experience have just kind of tried to pretend. No. You know, the fact that you talk openly about yeah. it. Like we need to like creative people know like you won't make money at first. Yeah. You need to have a job that pays <laughs> so that you can be reduced stress to do your best creative work. And yeah. that's a message that needs to get out. You don't want to be the first. Yeah. You know, like, so that's, that's really wise. I mean, You're goes, a wise guy. It goes all in the journey. That's yes. what gives to the journey. This isn't easy. There's no. times where I'm, I'm doing, you know, in, in creating this, where a lot of my attention went to putting these interviews together, the questions at doing the actual interviews. And it put strain on the relationship with me and my wife. But to say that, you know, the support my, my wife has given me, it, it, it makes me believe that they're, you know, what I'm doing is it has a purpose. So, you know, I, yeah, let me tell anyone, like, you have to work. I mean, I still have to put a roof over my head. I still got a family. You got to do it. But at the end of the day, until it takes off, you know, 
this is reality and that's the life. I love what I'm doing and I hope one day it takes that, you know, through consistency takes that that step up. But for right now, it is. Yeah, and I hope everyone, you know, listening and watching is is uh take that sort of message to heart because as simple as sharing things and watching them and actually yeah. commenting, caring, giving more love to things like mm-hmm. your podcast ultimately helps it gain more momentum and then yep. sponsors and things like that. So yeah, everybody can play a role. I mean, it's yeah. every, every view matters. We learned this with this network and this television show, like they're tracking how long people even watch, like watching a whole episode that matters, yeah. like not just getting, getting distracted in the middle of it and shutting it off. Like that just matters too. It, yep. Like, and the same with podcasts, you know, and things like that, like people have an opportunity to change lives in that way. And yeah. I'm, I'm definitely going to be urging people to pay more attention to what you're doing because. And then uh, same, same, I, believe me, I tell everyone about yeah, the Yeah, well, show, you're, you know? you're very kind. Hey, man, I just want to see people succeed in this city. And if we can make it better, let's make it better together. Yeah, and it's going to take everyone to do yeah. it. Where do you see Tall Tale and Creative Northern in five? Ah. <sighs> Yeah, tall tale. Yeah, that I, I don't know. We're five because yeah, five's yeah. reasonable. <laughs> I mean, I so the the creative northern thing is just gonna continue to. Um, I think we're gonna. That's really more of a. I mean, that's a public benefit corporation, so mm-hmm. it's designed almost more like a nonprofit. Um, that one is so hard to know what things will be like. It depends who we run into, how those things are supported. They're almost never for profit. They almost never make money. So in a lot of ways, the tall tale stuff's the only way that that stuff continues. So, mm-hmm. but tall tale, yeah, I, we're gonna. I think we're we're liking this sort of longer series type thing. It's yeah. um, we're really liking that because we've primarily done ninety five minute documentary type things for theaters, you know, and that's cool, but. You know, it seems like definitely more series type based work has has been. I don't know. You get a, you get to do more things, talk to more people, get things. You know, and I think we're gonna continue to grow our relationship with um, television networks or streaming services. Mm-hmm. And you know, it really helped that Show Me Milwaukee debuted at number one on their whole network and beat yeah. out like others. I mean, that's <laughs> that's good. It's still big. <laughs> really happy about that because I don't know what I I think I would have just been. Our last big project, you know, is premiered in 2020 we had the riverside booked up and then we had to cancel that so i i'm this is feels really good to have a little bit of a w to after get back on 2020 the boat. yeah because <laughs> you don't i mean i don't we don't do that many big projects every month you know it's like these things got to build up so yeah i think 20 or uh tall tale you know well we're going to continue to to get better at what we're doing we're going to continue to make more relationships tell more stories and um yeah more 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 streaming stuff i think i think we'll end up doing more yeah. of that what type of legacy you trying to leave behind? Uh, I think uh, I would just like to have a, a legacy of love. Yeah. As yeah. weird as that sounds, it sounds kind of dumb, and I know it, but it's the truth. It's the heart right here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I got kind of things, you know, I, I got sort of a spiritual side growing in me, and, you know, over years I I kind of went from more of a business-minded guy to more of a people-minded guy, and it's weird to talk about, and I don't normally talk about it, but, yeah, I think I would just – I'd like people to say I'm weird, you know, like, why did he do that? Why did he keep businesses running in 2020 that didn't, you know, make sense financially? Or why does he talk about people who are vaping nicotine? You know, like, why does yeah. he try to help them? Why does he try to, why does he care about Milwaukee? It's, you know, why didn't he move to LA or New York? Like people thought he should, you know, why did he do weird things? And I, um, I hope my legacy is being weird and I hope people know, you know, go deeper into that. And why, why is he so weird? That'd be my legacy. I'd hope. Yeah. Well, it's well, you're inspiring. A legacy of weirdos. That's what I like. Inspiring weirdos. (laughs) Um, What advice would you give to aspiring creators? Yeah, that's a that's a good one. I've tried to do a lot of that over the years. Um, The biggest one is is you gotta you gotta show up. You know, you just gotta. It sounds so simple, but uh, the biggest heartaches I've had are people who have opportunities and and people around them who care, who can teach, but they don't show up. Like they don't show up on time, they don't show up at all, or they don't show up with their heart. And I know some of that stuff's because they're hurting in other ways. Like I get that. Yeah. Um, but it's it's tricky because so much is built on relationships and professionalism. Is you know, and that's the thing that we've really struggled with. How do you get more people involved if yeah, you know, because if you aren't have you know, businesses, any business or any creative who is having success needs to maintain their level of quality, if not get better. Um, and you know, teaching is hard work, you know, so when someone's willing to teach, you got to show up. And I know there's a lot of people, um, so younger, newer creatives, um, connect with people who are doing things, show up, work hard. You know, the studio system that for television and film has a lot of like 
production assistant jobs and things like that where yeah you're not you don't get to write home to mom that you made a movie you know but you got to be on set and you got to work hard you got paid and you got to learn the craft but it takes time to learn the craft um yeah i mean we're still learning the craft sometimes i look at some of our work i'm like what the heck were we doing you know um so it's not setting the expectations properly and and really like you know not next year you're gonna do this or that like five years, you know, 10 years, but how do you get to that point? And it's almost always going to be hard work and relationships, maintaining those. That'd be my second thing is like make real relationships. Don't just, you know, get off of Instagram and Facebook and TikTok and all that. Don't just spend all your time doing that stuff. Like get out, meet people, do things with people, work with people. And that's why some of those sort of apprentice type jobs or internships are so key because you build the relationships. But often yeah. I don't think people think about it that way. They just Mm-mm. think it's like something to put on the resume. But yeah. most people I know don't care about resumes. They don't do anything with resumes. They only care about who do you know and how do you know it. You know? Yeah. Man, so. I mean, man, it's I don't know if that's helpful or not. And yeah. now it's more than helpful. <laughs> work man. hard. Yeah. Yeah, work, work hard. Work hard and connect with others. Yeah. yeah. That'll change your whole life. Because honestly I you know, I love the city, but we we got to do more and we got to be open to be we we got we got to be open to living outside the box and i i I hate to say a lot of the a lot of the people i knew um growing up they want to be contained to one aspect and they don't want to grow and I, I mean, the biggest thing with me in, in this past year with the changes I've been through, it's been consistency. So, you know, that would be my advice. Like yeah. And that's kind of the showing yeah. up thing. I mean, I would say yeah. consistency goes yep. right with that because it's it's not about showing up once. Yeah. You got doing on. it every every day and, and, and set the expectations further out. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people get broken. Like in the first year, I didn't like make a movie or something, you yeah. know, like. Uh, you know, and that's understandable why people would be excited to do th- big things, but these things always take forever and they need to just, that needs to be understood on day one. So consistency is the key. Keep moving forward one step at a time. No one's, no one's making it, you know, in one day. That's always the stories you hear, but it's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, no, it's 10,000 steps. So keep taking them every day. Take those steps. Yeah. All right, man. Well, yeah. uh, Aaron, I appreciate you, man. This is li- like, Yes. Appreciate you too. I mean, this is uh, hard work that you're doing, beautiful work and important work, and I'm just super honored that you reached out. Hey, man. I I love the family man you are. You guys want to come up on here and show the world who is fan Bambi? Is yeah. it, are you guys, you want to? Yeah, you guys, yeah we, got, <laughs> we got the whole crew here tonight. I mean, we've been, you guys have been running the cameras, but it's awesome. Like, yep, this is the got, fam. Yeah, this is a... Yep, yeah, this is them. All right. Frederick, well. Jenny, and Sydney. I know you can't tell Jenny she's not one of the kids. That's actually <laughs> the, <coughs> she's the short one now. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys being behind the camera. And I appreciate. And they're still working. That's and the they cool still thing. working. Look at the beauty in this. And I appreciate um, you coming on. And um, I love what you guys are all doing. Yeah, it's a team ever for sure, and I, yeah, yeah, that's why I reference. That I love that you 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 have your kids involved through this whole journey, and well, that's the only know. way to make these things work. Sometimes, you know, you yeah. just got to get people rallied up. All right, spearhead out. <laughs>